That chat, we welcome John Morrison. Hey, yo, Till, yo, I.O., let's get started. Peace, peace. I am MC Till. Peace, I'm Profound. Peace, I'm Ayamas Murad. And together we bring you, 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 you. The, the Boom, boom Bap chat. chat. That's right. Number 86. And it is unofficially sponsored by Everybody's Records. If you don't know about the store, dope record store here in Cincinnati. And if you can get here, go check them out. Support them. They have dope vinyl, uh, CDs, tapes, and books, all kinds of stuff. If you can't get here, you can check them out online at everybodysrecords.com. So check that out. Yep, yep. If you don't have a copy of our annual Boom Bap Review books, you can get all three copies for 30 bucks at boombapreview.com. Yes, and yes, please yes. be on the lookout for our new book that we, that's in the works right now, The Native Tongues Review. It's coming out in May, so mark your calendars. And if you want to get the latest updates, sign up for the book. Yes. When, where can they sign up? <laughs> I am lost. <laughs> the, script, the script is not on here. Oh, the script cut off. <laughs> the, the teleprompter stopped. The teleprompter was like, We will fire the teleprompter, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> but you, you can sign up at boombatmonthly.com. So check that out, please. <laughs> Yo, hey, listen, tonight is going to be a great night. Uh, we have a true Renaissance man uh, with us. This guy does it all. He is a writer, a DJ, producer, a sample flipper. He has a podcast. He's an NPR contributor. His work has appeared in Grammy.com, Bandcamp Daily, and more. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this man built his own house and has a sustainable <laughs> garden in his backyard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please join me as we welcome to the Boom Bap Chat, Mr. John Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, peace. What's up, y'all? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm beautiful, man. You know, uh, chilling. You know what I'm saying? It's been a, a nice, long, productive day. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Right on, man. Well, before we jump into the conversation, I just want to say, you know, we, we like to give flowers to our guests here tonight. And I just want to say, like, obviously, your, your, your depth of knowledge, you know, when it comes to music is just incredible. And obviously, you have lots of skills and just an array of things. Um, but something that really has uh, uh, inspired me is the way that like I see you interact with people. You just have like a, a way of interacting that's like very inviting and like you probably know more than everybody in this realm, but you never like come off that way. You always come off real humble and real chill and real inviting and real engaging. So I appreciate that about you. So thank you. Thank you, man. And And literally right back at you. You know right what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, as a younger person, I had a lot of uh, struggles with uh, hubris and being like mm. an arrogant dude. And, and <laughs> life humbled me. And I, I saw uh, the worth in just just chilling and like approaching people in like a decent, respectful way. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, I turned 40 last year. You know what I mean? So I had to. I had to learn a lot of lessons to get to be not an asshole. Like a lot of us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's right, a, yeah. a lot of us. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So one thing I read about um about you was that you started writing 
not just hip hop for hip hop magazines, but for punk magazines. Yes. Um, and I find that fascinating. And I'm just curious if you could like share with us like how you got started in music. Was it through hip hop? Was it through punk? Was it just mm -hmm. like any and everything? What was your like entry point into music? I'm I'm absolutely 100 uh, percent grew up in hip hop culture, right? Uh, my older brother. It always every time I talk to somebody about this, it always starts with him. Uh, shout out to my older brother. He's 11 years older than me, and in 1987 he joined a group called the devastating four so my brother uh produced for this group uh there were three women mcs in this group and they would do shows you know in philly uh they opened for ultra magnetic mm. back in the day you know what i mean so this is 87 88 around that time and my family uh, you know, my mom's a creative person. She's an artist, a singer. And, you know, she always encouraged us to follow, you know, the creative energy. And <laughs> my mom would take us, our whole family, we would go see my brother perform. So mm -hmm. this is 87, 88. I'm watching three women on the mic. They had a DJ too. And my brother would have uh, a drum machine and sampler doing live beats on stage. It's like 88. Mm -hmm. and I saw all of this shit. You know, we would be in the crib. I would see him, you know, with like the Roland TR-909 uh, making beats and stuff. So it was it was something that uh, was thoroughly like in me from a young age. And uh, I started writing as an MC a few years after that. So this is like the early 90s. And <laughs> my brother, uh, his big thing, he was like, yo, if you're going to rap, learn how to make beats then you'll be a double threat you know what i mean it's the early 90s so pete rock ruled shit eric sherman you know what i mean lord finesse and yeah. at first i was like nah, i want to learn to make beats because like the the idea of physically making music the shit seemed like magic and a lot of hip-hop production at that time was like crazy complex so mm -hmm. i was like i can't do that shit you know what i'm saying i can write and talk shit you know what I mean? Grab a mic. But I, I can't do, you know, what Pete Rock and them do. And my brother, he kept, you know, pushing me like, yo, learn to make beats. I, I'll teach you. I'll teach you. So I relented and he literally sat me down. Like after school, he would sit me down at a drum machine and he would hand me like BT Express, do it till you're satisfied, mm -hmm. you know, ultimate breaks and beats, all of that shit. And he'd be like, yo, this is this is where you how you get your kick and your snare out of a drum break. Oh. This is how you put together a pattern. This is how you MIDI a drum machine into a sampler, into a synthesizer. So mm -hmm. I was a preteen, like 11 years old. I knew how to MIDI instruments into mm -hmm. one another. You feel me? Yeah. Shit that, that in the 80s, they used to pay people to go to studios to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we need a MIDI guy to teach these machines to talk to each other. My older brother showed me that when I was, I didn't even have hair on my nuts. You know what I'm saying? He showed me all of that <laughs> shit. So you know, rhyming and making beats and collecting records and being in the sampling, that was, you know, my core. So, of course, sampling uh, leads the, the way into, like, opening up your ears because you're always looking mm -hmm. for sound. Um, you know, I went to, I was a teenager in the mid-90s. My man Steve Clark, uh, my main man, he's in the chat. Yeah, he, yeah. you know, we all grew up in the mid '90s, and it was this era where you had hip hop, you had punk, you had, you know, the grunge sound that was coming out of Seattle. Yeah. 
all of this, you know, this it was this culture, this colorful mid 90s culture that we grew up in. So we listened to all kinds of music. You know what I'm saying? So I started writing and we can, you know, I can get into the story of how I started like writing as like a journalist. Uh, but I started writing for local hip hop zines. And then I said, well, I listen to punk, too. So I would write for like indie, you know, punk zines as well. So I, I always had uh, big ears, so to speak. And and that comes from growing up in hip hop and sampling. Yeah, dope, dope. Uh, profound. That's a dope story. Yeah. That's a dope story, man. Yeah, got any follow ups yeah. before I jump in? No. So so where are you from? I'm from Philly. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. North, <laughs> north, south, west. I'm from Uptown, which is north of North Philly. All right. Yeah, so yeah. For sure. I so love Philly. That's a beautiful what, city, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Definitely want to ask you about writing, because we've all gotten more into writing here um, on the Boom Bap Chat. But before that, you know, this is the Boom Bap Chat, and we do a lot of stuff around Boom Bap. And so we often like to ask our guests about that, that term itself, mm. Boom Bap. When you hear that term, what comes to mind for you? How would you describe that that term? Immediately, I think of uh, KRS. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and that I remember when that album came out. Um, I was just getting, you know, getting into like making beats and stuff. And I remember looking at that cover. He's like in the, you know, wherever, you know, bedroom or whatever. And he's mm -hmm. like, he's he's got like the headphones yeah. and shit. My cousin showed me how to do that. Yeah, how to record, yeah. record, use the uh, headphones as as the microphone, and it just, you know, that's whenever I think of that term, I think sometimes the term um, "boom bap" we use it uh, as heads who are into like '90s hip hop or grew up, you know, we was outside in the '90s and shit. We we tend to use it as like uh, a way of like differentiating between other styles of rap that you know our demographic may not like. But like in its in its purest form, I think of that term and I think of that cover and yeah. what it meant to be, you know, in your crib, like writing rhymes or like chopping up a sample or some shit. It 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 gives me in the best sense, it gives me like a it, it takes me back to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. Every yeah, time I see that cover, I, I think of Karis once saying, "You never will." Uh huh. Yeah. The champion. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. sounds like he recorded it. You know, but through that. Yeah. That's yeah. What right. I bet he right. did. Yeah. He probably yeah, did. Cool. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Profound. You got anything on the on the lyrical side this evening? Well, man, this brother John is from Philly, and and you wear multiple hats like we all do at this table uh, on the writing side. What is, if you had to go back and go through the whole Roots catalog, what's the one mm. song that would draw you to write about it? Mm. Mm. Um, I've written a ton of stuff about the Roots. Arguably, they're probably the the uh, group or artists that I've written the most about. Uh, mm. Sun Ra might be second. Mm. Uh, so I've written a, a lot about the Roots uh, in my career. I, man, I don't know. I, I, I'll say this. Um, there's a song, uh, Panic, where uh, mm, Black yeah. Thought, he comes in. It's just like, it's like raw. He's like, um, yeah. I'm trying to remember. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to remember the shit. Uh, I wake up in the darkness at twelve seventeen. The shots of sirens. Look out yeah. the window, peep the high beam. Now they searching. <laughs> the cops looking for the person that pulled the trigger. Medical <laughs> figures is nursing the kid that got shot. Some innocent eye on the front, the, the rock on the McKean Street block. It's the shit he's like saying and the energy that he has behind that shit is Philly to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So if, if there was something that I had to like write about like tomorrow, I would break that record down. But also another one, just I just thought of this. Uh Bahamadia's song, You Know How We Do. Yes. <laughs> For folks, you know, who might not, I guess, you know, the, the concept is pretty straightforward, but like if you think about it. Line for line, uh, Bahamadia's You Know How We Do is basically like a Rosetta Stone for Philly hip-hop history. Mm. You feel me? So, you know, she's talking about uh, she's talking about groups, you know, lyrical terrorists, yeah. uh, you know, the rebels, uh, yeah. uh, you know, where she says, uh, what's the line? She says, uh, I can't think of the name of the fucking that John Doe uh, Thoroughbreds record. She's breaking down you know, hip hop history, but mm -hmm. also the contemporary scene that she was in. She's referencing groups. You can't even find their records. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And genius, if you go on genius right now, uh, there's pretty much no annotation. There's like a, a barely there, like a couple lines people have mm -hmm. annotated. I've mm -hmm. written out a full annotation of you know how we do with like yeah. all the historical references in it i just need to sit down with bahamadia for like five minutes yeah. and get it's like it's like one or two lines that i haven't been able to figure out that mm. i need to sit down with her and then i'll i'll put that shit out you know what i mean once it once yeah. i get to like chat with her wow. we've talked um i don't know her like that i've met her but we talked about me doing an interview with her but we haven't been able to uh, get it together, like scheduling wise, but I would love to sit down and talk with her to confirm this, this annotation of that song and then show people like she really put the whole of Philly hip hop history. You know, she's talking mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, uh, sex machine and like, you know, which was like one of the early, like Philly, like DJ shits. You know what I mean? She, she really breaks down uh, shits, DJ Cruz she breaks down uh the whole history of the city's uh hip-hop culture and you know that's that's something that i would if 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 i could you know name anything it would be that roots joint and that bombardier song mm -hmm. yeah. the first out the limo is the guitar lee max dude. come on yeah every line every line wow yeah, yeah. Dope. The entire album that's fire dude so good oh uh, uh, yeah you you mentioned a couple of lines in there. You're still trying to figure out, like, if if, there, if there's a song that captures you and there's lyrics that like you're not sure what they mean, do you kind of do you like go like do you obsess over it and go down a rabbit hole to try to figure it out, or are you just like kind of enjoy it and whatever? I um as 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 much of of my job is uh based around like knowing and yeah. understanding shit and contextualizing shit i love when i don't know a thing mm. you know what i'm saying like i i you look at a record like fun crusher plus i bought fun crusher plus probably the week it came out right i bought it at armand's uh in philly is a record store uh they used to be in chinatown but then they moved and now they out of business but i remember we cut school and i went and bought uh fun crusher plus 
at uh, Armand's and years, years, years passed of me listening to that record obsessively. And I still didn't get all of the references. LP says some shit on that record that let all set off a, a light bulb in my mind, maybe like a month ago. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That record came out in 97. So I love mystery and I, yeah. you know, I accept like, okay, not everything. If I'm listening to an MC, I didn't write the shit. So I, you know, I, I yeah. acknowledge that I'm not going to understand everything or I'm not going to catch everything. Some shit is regional. You know what right. I'm saying? I respect that shit when people throw in like their regional slang and their regional references and shit. It's yeah. like, yo, you know what I mean? Not everything is meant. That's, that's the one issue that I take with uh, Genius and like WhoSample.com and all of that. They're incredible resources and they should exist especially so that younger people can learn. Yes. But yeah. not everything has to be broken yeah. down. You know what I mean? And I say yeah. that and that's it's my job. I eat based on my ability to break shit down. Yeah. But we also need like a little mystery too. So if somebody say some shit you know, I, I never hit MCs with like, oh man, we don't, you know, you know what he's saying. Like, niggas used to hit Ghostface with Scotty Wally popping at me, Big Michael right, right. hippie. People say, oh, Ghost Ghostface is just saying words. Nah, man, he's he's illustrating his internal world. You know what I mean? The mm. shit makes sense to him on some level, and yeah. I respect that. Yeah, I never even thought of it that way. Like, he's that's what you just said. Like, he's describing his etern internal world like that's yeah. dope right there yeah and so like, looked at it like that i respect the shit like that like yeah. oh if it's not <laughs> if it's if i don't if i don't catch it that's on me not catching it you know what i mean it's yeah. it's its own thing yeah and i mean music is you know there's a universe what do they say it's the universal language mm -hmm. not that you can understand every word but you yeah. you, you can feel it you know yep. um yeah. I want to just pause here. Uh, shout out Matthew Coop. He's referring to you, John Morrison, as the legend. So oh. shout out to Matthew. Appreciate <laughs> Much respect, you. Respect, man. Thank he was you. excited about when we when we posted initially about having you on. He was really oh, excited. Shit. So shout Thank out to you, Matthew. Man. And speaking of slang, Marcus is always joining us. E40 got his own dictionary. He yeah. sure For real. do. Facts. <laughs> For real. Facts. Sure it's funny does. you mentioned Ghostface. I was actually thinking thinking about Ghostface. You know, as you were talking, because there, there was some dispute, like you mentioned, and people are like, he, he he just putting out words, but it's like if it's good, it's good. You don't have yeah. to understand everything, you know. Yeah, they they asked Ghost about that uh years later, and he mm -hmm. was like, Oh man, I don't I don't know what I, I was just writing. I don't know that <laughs> I, shit. I mentioned that think, a couple yeah. of shows ago. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. I don't believe that I think, shit. I think he got tired of people asking him about it. Exactly. Yeah. You feel but me? It's, I don't believe that shit. It's very telling, though, because, you know, as people are arguing and fighting over it, Ghostface is just, you know, making music, you know, doing his thing. Right. But you don't believe him. You think you think what he was saying had a meaning to him. I'll say this. I understand Supreme clientele. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like a, a, a few weeks ago, um, somebody was talking about uh, Camp Low Lucini. Mm. And people were like, nope, nobody knows what they're talking about. I, I understand Camp Low Lucini. I don't have the time to cool. write it out and explain it, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I understand what they're saying. I understand Supreme clientele, you know what I mean? Wow. But who who am I to argue with fucking hip-hop Twitter? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, <laughs> you can't I don't, win. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't get into that shit neither. You'll never see nah, me on the timeline going back and forth about opinions. Yeah. Like that's sure. that's not yeah. my speed. Saying you, I have to ask you about an album. There was an album that came out, and I was loving it. And my my buddy, my roommate at the time, he was like, "Man, it's dope," but there's no way he's talking about anything. Like he's just throwing <laughs> words together. And it was Afu Ra's first album. Oh, oh shit! First album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went because we had the CD, and he put the lyrics in the liner notes, mm-hmm. so you could read them. And and he was like, "I still don't know what this means." I'm looking at the words, and I don't know what this means. Do you, do you remember that album? Oh, and a did thousand you have, percent. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about that album as it relates to like what the heck is he talking about? I thought it was dope. I mean, plus also you figure the the culture that you know i grew up in motherfuckers used to rhyme all kind of bugged out ways my man steve mm. is in here he watching steve will remember you know we were battle cats out on like caster avenue coming out you know uh of school in high school and cats would be throwing all kind of styles i remember one dude showed up in the cypher was rhyming like shakespearean so uh, like like Lord had mercy before Lord had mercy right. came out now and forever like that that kind of shit. So you know we we grew up in a, a culture where yeah. people were uh, really experimental with words. You know what I mean? So I feel right. A whirlwind through cities, influential, mm, scientific man, power. Come on, man! Like he he kicking that shit. I get it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and even if you sure. don't, even I think that sometimes um, when black uh verbal culture mm-hmm. i think sometimes black verbal culture is interpreted through a eurocentric lens absolutely yeah. i believe that for sure colonial, you know what i'm saying yeah colonial that colonial mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. and i think exactly. that that colors the way uh rap music is critiqued yeah. i think mm-hmm. that that colors the way that it's written about and the way that exactly. it's contextualized yes. uh historically when mm-hmm. you know we really have with rap music, we have a people who invented this shit who were enslaved Africans who had, you know, thousands and thousands of years of verbal culture that mm. they're trying to like squeeze into English. Yeah. Right. Mm. So it colors our understanding. I think I see, uh, man, I, <laughs> I try not to bang on like other, you know, uh, music journalists. Cause you know, I'm, like we're we're in a, a guild together, just like right. I'm, I'm in the DJ guild, I'm in the MC guild, I'm in the, the brotherhood of music journalists. But sometimes, man, I see music journalists trying to like contextualize rap, and I'm mm. like, you clearly don't come out of this culture. Exactly. That's why you're missing this, this, yeah. that, and the third. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. no, it's is is is, you know, I don't like everything. But there's nothing where I could be like, oh, this is this is too bugged out. I don't know what yeah. what they're talking about. Like, man, people play with words. That's what yeah. this, that's what this shit is. Yeah, exactly. totally, exactly. totally. Uh, yeah. I go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, historically, we always known for bending words, bending mm. and, and yeah. creating words and stretching the English language. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They call it ebonics, but whatever. I call it the black vernacular. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what it is, you know what I'm saying? Um, and and the question that I have for you is since, like, again, Philly, man, I just love – I fell in love with Philly the first time I went there, man. Like, yeah. even before I went to Philly, just knowing about, like, the youngsters, 
just knowing mm. about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, even before the roots, like the youngsters and um Schooly D, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just like just and then when I actually got there, I was just like, yo, I see why this city is this city is electric, man. Like mm -hmm. From West Philly to North Philly, like we was in the Badlands, then we went to West <laughs> Philly. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, man, it's, oh, see, I, I was on tour. Yeah, man, we was just like <laughs> checking it out, and we was eating them, uh, them Philly cheesesteaks, man. Mm. They was like, man, them boys feel like a newborn baby when they put it in. We just had to sit on the concrete and let it settle before we could move, boy. We uh -huh. so full, bro. But we get them uh, shits to the little is, kids, man. Let a little baby eat them shits. <laughs> So you know the, I mean? the question that I have is uh, Malik B. Malik B. means so much to me as an MC, and I just want to hear your take on. I got so much respect for Malik B. Yeah. Um, he's somebody who I definitely pattern my. I learned a lot from him lyrically, mm -hmm. and two of the songs that come to my mind is the joint that he did on Bahamadia's, uh his verse on Bahamadia. Man, he's yeah. he just he blacked out and the, the and the, uh, yeah man yeah. That, it's the joint man and he blacked out on uh the lighters like on the on the mm -hmm. Illidale. like those are my two favorite I always before I write a verse I'll listen to those two verses before I write a rhyme because I just get inspired by it. so can you I just want to hear from you what does Malik B mean to you and what do you think Malik B means to Philly? Okay, so uh malik b okay so if if i'm standing like how i am now say yeah. i'm standing on my mom's back porch right yeah if i point out that way you can mm -hmm. see malik b's mom's front porch Yo. right so he's he's from west oak lane the same neighborhood i'm from north of north philly and wow. i've known malik since i was a child you know what i mean Whoa. rest in peace he grew up, he's older, you know, obviously he's older than me. So he grew up in my brother in their age group. And okay. when I started rhyming, my first uh, rhyme partner was my man, Tommy. And he lived, I want to say two or three blocks or two or three doors away from Malik's mom. Wow. So we would sit out on the stoop with him. He'd be like smoking a beanie or some shit. And we'd be out there. <laughs> freestyling and shit we like little kids and it's crazy because uh i never tell people this story uh in public but um i want to say around like 95 the roots hit you know they had like popped off and shit malik would still be around the way yeah. so me and tommy we would we would like battle kids grown men we was really on that like battle shit and Malik, I remember um, Malik would come around. He'd be like, yo, spit some shit, kick something. And, you know, we like rhyme for him and shit. And he was like, yo, we're working on our next album. I'm going to bring wow. you some beats. Basically, how we get people on Roots albums, you bring in some shit and we vote on it. This is what he told us when we're, mm. you know, 14, 13, 14 yeah. or whatever. And Malik B brought us a beat tape. This shit had um this was when the roots had uh like Kilo and Chaos doing like a lot of their beats. And this shit, this beat tape had the craziest beats on it. It didn't sound nothing like Do You Want More? And the shit that we I was like, man, this shit, this is like what y'all writing to? He was like, yo, write some rhymes 
record some shit. I'll bring it and see if I can get y'all on the album. Wow. The album ended up being Illadelph Half Life. We Whoa. did not, obviously, we did not get on <laughs> Illadelph Half Life. Me and my man Tommy, I remember I had, uh, in fact, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good? good, bro. I had this shit. Whoa. Right? Oh, look at that. A karaoke two deck karaoke uh tape recorder that's how i used to record all my beat tapes mm. all my little raps and shit so we took that beat tape and we uh recorded a bunch of songs we were like in the crib just like writing our songs and tommy ended up he was closer to malik because they was on the same block yeah tommy ended up having to like go away and we never ended up giving malik the tape mm. and then <laughs> Illadelph Half-Life comes out and it's wow. like the greatest shit ever. The shit was so fly. I didn't even mind. I was yeah. like, whatever. Um, but yeah, that wow. you know, I've like ciphered with Malik multiple times. I would, you know, wow. see him as I grew up. I'd see him, you know, at shows and shit. And yeah. he was just um a brilliant, brilliant dude. Um, we yeah. used to do a lot of like off the top, we used to battle. You couldn't battle with like a written rhyme. You know what okay. I mean? Around that time, yeah, you had to yeah. like go off the top. Malik right. is probably him and a kid named Cliff that uh, grew up on the next block over. Probably the illest off the top MCs I've ever rhymed with. Malik right. was a fucking genius just wow. off the top. You know what yeah. I mean? And he, he, you know, tell you a whole fucking story, you know, <laughs> off the top of his head, yeah. like, like with a rhyme. And he's, he's, you know, was absolutely a genius and like a funny dude. I think the last time I saw him, I <laughs> I had one of the and this is, you know, this was like, you know, the in the last couple years, you know, before he passed, I was around my mom's way and I had one of the uh like the Africa medallions on. Yeah. Like niggas used to wear in like 88 yeah. and shit, but this is like <laughs> Contemporary time, so I saw mm -hmm. one of them. And I'm like, "Yo, what's going on, Malik?" And he like, "Oh man, this thing got on the Africa medallion." <laughs> hey, yo, where you even get that shit from? <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't, "Don't worry about that." You know what I mean? So he he was like a funny dude. You know what I mean? Um, real talented, real gifted, and you know he's he's one of the best that's that's come out of this city. Yeah. It's it's crazy that he left us so young. I didn't, you yeah. know, I didn't. Yeah. Nobody saw that shit coming, you know. Or at least wow. I'll, I'll speak for myself. I didn't see that shit coming. You know what wow. I mean? So it was it was a, uh, you know, it was heartbreaking, and he was really, it was it was a a, a moment, or or I would say it was a point of pride that he was from my neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was so yeah. ill, and everybody knew he was ill. Like if yeah. you listen to, you know, uh, do you want more Illadelph? Black Thought is the greatest rapping human being on the earth. Mm -hmm. Malik and Black Thought are peers. They right there yeah. with yeah. it. I'll tell you another story. Uh, this past summer, I interviewed Black Thought uh, for a literary magazine, and we sat down and we talked like Philly hip hop history shit. We talked. Uh, rhyme writing like the process of writing rhymes and everything and i asked him i knew that uh him and malik met at a school called millersville which is uh right outside of philly okay. uh malik had a partner a kid named marty that lived in our neighborhood who marty was a genius too he yeah. 
He would rhyme. He would battle cats. And he would switch between English and Arabic because Marty was Muslim. Oh, yeah. So he would switch between English and Arabic in his rhymes. He was like a crazy MC. Marty yeah. got killed in oh. the early 90s. So Dang. Malik Malik was without, you know, a partner. So yeah. if you if you listen to uh, the root song Water, okay. I don't know. I don't know specifically if Black Thought is referencing this, but he has a line where he says, we went to Millersville to get away from gun clapping. Yeah. Malik went to Millersville uh, after Marty had got killed, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, okay. So uh, Black Thought's uh, cousin knew Malik. And he okay. would black black thought told me this. He was like, yo, uh, my cousin would tell me, like, yo, it's a dude, it's a dude, Malik B, man. It's this dude here kill you. He crazy on the mic. He <laughs> you ain't fucking with him. So Black Thought told me that he he could have went to Temple. He enrolled in Millersville just to meet Malik B and battle him. Wow. Right? <laughs> they met at a party because he he, you know, he <laughs> This shit is so crazy. He signed up, Black Thought signed up for, for uh classes, and he was like, All right, boom, I'm here. Where's this dude, Malik? So he's looking for this guy, you yeah. know what I mean? So he found him, they battled at a party, and he said they battled each other for three hours at a party, Whoa. right? And were you know locking uh -huh. in. So he's telling me this shit, and I'm like, so who won? <laughs> right <laughs> so and you know you know mcs are uh black thought he told me uh that he won but he think he 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 said that he won because he did little like he would go into like patois do like a little dance okay, thing, okay, okay. or he'll yeah, do yeah. he said he had more showmanship but mm. malik had bars and he yeah. said they like locked horns and battled for three hours wow. straight which i ain't never battled a nigga for no three hours <laughs> Man, I don't even so know. I don't even know what what kind of stamina that requires. But yeah. that's how they became partners. He went to wow. school just to find Malik and battle him because wow. his cousin, his cousin, uh, hyped Malik up so much. Like, man, this dude, you think you nice? This dude to destroy you. And <laughs> you know, as an MC, he was like, I gotta find this guy. Yeah. So Malik, Malik was an elite MC, uh, wow. a beautiful human being. Yes. And yeah, that's that's like that's him, you know. Wow. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like he kept his friend's legacy alive because in that line he said Muhammad Sohaloha Walehi. Like he was spitting Arabic in that man, that joint. Yeah. Malik yeah. B, bro. That's Malik what B, man. Black Thought <laughs> said when uh his cousin before they met, his cousin was telling him about him. He said uh it was this line his cousin used to say all the time. Malik would battle niggas. He'd be like, uh, something, something. I say, Assalamu alaikum. And when I see your sneakers, I take them. <laughs> Black Thor said his cousin would, would like say the line like in his face. Like, right, right. I take him like real, real greasy to let him know. Like, man, when, when you beat this nigga, he going to take you out. So it's, yeah, he, man, I, I could talk about Malik all day. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so for dope. that. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah, dope. Yeah. So Malik, uh, shout out to Matthew Coop again. Bring him in. He says mm -hmm. Malik B is on the it mic. Too much on my mind. Man, I love Malik B. He yeah. was one of the, like the Roots. You know, when he was with the Roots, it was like I don't. I'm not sure which one I like more. You never really have to choose. You know, yeah. they were just so dope together. Man, I used so, to get into arguments with cats in Chicago <laughs> yeah. about that. Like Malik B. 
like Malik B, yo, he ain't touching Black Thought ain't touching Malik B. You just ain't <laughs> hearing what this man doing, bro. They're yeah. like, man, you tweaking, man. Black Thought. I used to hold it down for Malik B. Bro. <laughs> like, man, you better get off my man, Joe. Like, yeah. I'm Malik B, bro, all day. Yeah. Not taking nothing from Black Thought. Black Thought is who Black Thought is, but yeah, he's for dope. some reason, I gravitated to Malik. Like the instant I, I'm like, this dude cold, bro. Yeah, voice, yeah. cadence, lyrics, everything, bro. I was like, yeah, yeah. Malik Say a little man. slick shit that, uh, yeah, bro, stick in your mind, yeah, 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 yeah man, for sure. So, sure. so I did want to, I wanted to ask you about kind of um, you know, motivation. Like you, you know, you're a writer, producer, you know, podcast. You do all these different things. Is it? Is it because, you, like, does each one of those things bring out a different part of you? Uh, or is it kind of the same motivation to do all these different things? I, I would say this. They're definitely uh, all related. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it, it really depends on the assignment. Like like earlier today, uh, uh, Bandcamp asked me to write a piece about gospel. Mm. So I grew up in the church. Right. I used to go to Thankful Baptist Church when I was a kid and they were I was one of those kids. They would throw a suit on me and have me like preach before the preacher came out. You know what I'm saying? And I grew up singing in the choir. So, you know, that accessed my gospel part of my brain. You know what I'm saying? Or if I have to sit down with Black Thought that, you know, accesses my Philly hip hop history slash my MC part of the brain so we can he can talk. MC language and I could talk MC language back at him because I did that shit for all of my life. You know what I'm saying? So it it's all related. You know what I mean? As far as motivation, you know, I'm motivated uh, because I love it. Yeah. But also like it's it's literally my job. You know what I mean? I don't do no other shit. You know what I'm saying? So the the motivation to keep like food in my refrigerator you know what i'm saying and and to take my partner out on like nice dates and shit Mm -hmm. that's that's the motivation too you know what i'm saying so it's like it's a thing that i've deeply loved you know i I started writing in in, uh for magazines in high school you know what Mm. i'm saying so i it's it's a thing that i love a lot that i figured out how to make money from yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah, that's really dope. So I, I don't know of anyone, maybe Questlove, that I would say knows as much about music as you do. Yeah. Have you ever sure. met someone where you're like, oh, snap, this dude knows more than me? Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Really? I I interviewed uh, a gentleman uh, named Steve uh, Rowland, who mm-hmm. used to be the music director for uh, Temple's radio station uh okay. wrti and in the six the sixties they switched over to a, a jazz station and then you know later Steve took over as the music director and I'm talking to him and he's just like laying out Philly jazz history for wow. me. You know what I mean? And it was like going back to school. I, I did a piece uh for reverb a while ago uh on Jay Dilla and basically I, the way I saw it, a lot of people had written about Jay Dilla's production, the swing, you know, mm-hmm. whether or not he quantized, how he flipped the samples, but nobody had talked about post-production. 
You know what I'm saying? So I have an, an engineering background, like, a you know, mixing records and shit. So I was like, yo, wouldn't it be ill if we sat down and figured out how various engineers mixed and mastered Jay Dilla records throughout the years? So I, I sat down with uh, David Kennedy, who did uh, like the Uma era stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob Power, who did yeah. all of the Tribe records and yeah. did uh, a lot of the like Soul Aquarian stuff. Uh, Todd Farrell, who was the recording and mix engineer on a lot of the early Slum Village stuff. He did like volume two and all that stuff. And also Dave Cooley, who mastered mm. Donuts. And I just mm. asked them questions about engineering de- uh, different Dilla records. And all of them fucking dudes know more, <laughs> know yeah. more about music than me. And right. si- sitting with Bob Power and him talking about frequencies and oh yeah we used to like you know we would we would isolate like 1k and then you know bump it in like the eq and shit that was like going back to school for engineering Mm. just sitting and talking with bob power for an afternoon so yeah like i'm i don't um i don't walk around like i'm like you know i I, it's a ton of shit i don't know and i learn stuff every day my man steve i keep shouting out steve (laughs) my man steve Mm. I remember um, years ago, he made me a eight cassette mixtape series of mm. Wu-Tang rarities. Mm. You feel me? And I don't think he was on the internet then. You know what I mean? Just having ah. rare Wu shit. Yeah. He's a, a genius like with uh, knowing like hip-hop history and culture. See, it's, it's a ton of people that yeah. know more than me. You know what I'm saying? I know my little my little yeah. pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Bob Power is the the Albert Einstein of engineering, bro. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> they, they even look. They and the even coolest look dude. Yeah. yeah. He seemed like a cool cat, man. Yeah, the For coolest real. dude, and was just yeah. like, uh-huh. I'm just asking him stuff, and he just going through it, breaking uh-huh. it down. Yo, how'd y'all how'd y'all mix this? How did y'all get this to mm. sound like that? And he just just going through it, breaking it down. Yeah. Wow. So I. I I have a question with your uh your knowledge of music um that I, that I'm we're we're all kind of seeking out and asking this question, it, it, and it revolves around the native tongues. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a, a, an idea or a source of like who is in the native tongues and who isn't? <laughs> because I just That's feel like there's just question. things like floating around. Yeah. Like everyone agrees upon like a certain <laughs> list. But then there's these other artists just kind of floating like, yeah, maybe they are, maybe they're not, you know? You know, it's crazy. Uh, my partner be laughing at me because I be telling her like, yo, niggas in this native tongues group, they be posted stuff that ain't native tongues. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and she like, you're the only one that cares about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, I, from my understanding, based on like reading a bunch of magazines when I was a kid, mm-hmm. native tongues is tribe de la soul. Jungle Brothers, Queen Latifah, Moni Love. I guess you could say Red Alert as well. He's he's kind of like there. He's the uncle of the yeah, uh, native yeah. tongues. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beat Nuts, Chiali. Black That's Sheep too, I, right? And, and Black, Black Sheep. Sheep. Apologies. Yeah. And Black Sheep. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. That's been my understanding. I'm seeing people say, oh, well, you know, later they said most was native mm-hmm. tongue. I've heard like bush babies and shit. Right. 
Right. I don't know nothing about that. I know <laughs> the cats that I've named. You know what I mean? Ask Q-Tip. Q-tip you know what I'm saying? Tip might, might break it down and say, oh, this person, yeah, is affiliated. But, yeah, like, that's Tribe, De La, Jungle Brothers, you know, Latifa Moni, uh, Beat yeah. Nuts, Black Sheep, Chiali. It's that's so interesting because in the tribe documentary, Pasta News named Brand Nubians. He named uh, leaders of the new school. See, and it was another group that he named in the in the documentary because we working on this book, and I've been watching that documentary over and over and over mm. again. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a part of the documentary where they like native tongues is Pasta News is like talking on the mic like you got John and he like huh. pasta new he was like native tongue is and then he named them yeah and he was like brand Nubians leaders of the new school I I one day I'm just gonna watch it again and write it down the ones yeah, yeah. that he said so he named the, the ones that you named but they didn't name red alert and I'm like mm-hmm. they don't even name Prince Paul because I would consider Prince Paul a part Absolutely. of native tongue. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Prince so, Paul's daylight to me. Yeah, that's, right. I that's know he literally right. he plugged stopped. four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's, it's that's a very good question. That's yeah. a good thanks, who, John, for your take. That's a great absolutely. question. Absolutely. Who who am I to uh yeah, I ain't gonna go against what Pasta News say, but I am <laughs> coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like coming up, that's who I understood native tongues. Me to be. too. Me too. Yeah. Your list is similar I, to mine. Your list yeah, is very I, similar to mine. Yeah, your list is identical to what I thought, except beat beat nuts. Beat nuts, right. Mine I never the thought nuts. that they were officially, you know. Yeah, I was missing them too. That's what but they the thing is they have in the day though. Was that's that what something? I heard. If it, yeah. you know somebody else will right. remember better than me, that's I remember them saying that back in the day. Yeah, right. and I think one part of about it is like you know, and I was saying this to someone that we were kind of getting back and forth. Like Wu Tang, you know, they were a group had nine <laughs> members. Uh-huh. It, you know, they, they have their names. Like it was a group. Native Tongues was like, hey, y'all doing music, cool. You know, we yeah. love y'all, respect y'all, and just kind of like doing it together. So yeah. it wasn't like. Uh-huh. Group, it's just people doing stuff. You know? Like a what? What do they say? Uh, like a, a confederation of people. Yeah. Like, oh, y'all right. over here doing y'all thing. Y'all doing y'all thing, and we're all loosely related. Yeah. Although yeah. someone in that Facebook uh, group that that we uh, moderate um, posted a song produced by Bronze Nazareth and some MC that's not connected to you know native tongues at all. It's like ah, I don't think this is gonna fly. Yo. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I can understand like the Bush babies, com- like the lineage right, of these right. yeah, Like I understand yeah. that. Like it, it's very much inspired by you know. So there's yeah, a man. it's a second cousin type of thing, but you know. And I mean, Pasta News did a lot of production. Well, not a lot, yeah. but he did quite he did a bit some. of production on that Gravity album. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then now that you think about it, like in the Can I Kick It video. The uh the bush the um uh beat nuts are in that video. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When they got the little the it sign and they running around kicking it, yeah. that's like beat the beat nuts are there. So and they, I'm like, yeah. I gotta take that back. They yeah, they there. produced uh a lot of stuff on that Chi Ali record and uh, yeah. you know yeah. said they wrote yeah. a lot on it too, produced yeah. uh a lot of the Moni Love stuff. Yeah, okay. beat nuts was right, it was right, right in the there. Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. dope. That's dope. dope. Uh, profound Iron Moss. Any other uh, questions before we get into some celebration of music? Man, I, I'm just man. I'm, 
I'm with you, Ayo. I'm right there. Now I'm I'm still I'm stuck with you. We can know, do this man. all night long. I know. So, so, Real. I'm stuck. I'm stuck on. I'm stuck on Philly. Like, cause I almost went to. T- I, I was. I went to actually to Temple for a school visit to go there for my master's degree. Oh, Temple snap. was on my list to go. Like, just because Bill Cosby went there, I'm like, oh. Bill went to Temple. I want to go to Temple. You know what I'm saying? And I actually went to Philly on my own for a visit. Like you know what I'm saying? To go to Temple. You know what I'm saying? But like Mark like uh Mark Lamont Hill means so much to me. Um, you know, just to take it off of hip hop for a while. Because I'm a I'm a Mm -hmm. I love books. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm an avid book reader. And uh I love what he did in Germantown with uh Uncle Bobby's. Like that spot, spot to me is a man. Mm. That's when I go back to Philly. That's the first place that I'm going to go to, man. And I'm gonna stay there all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna it soak is, it in. It's so it's so chill, and it's like, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a nice vibe at Uncle yeah. Bobby's. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I'm just like, what does what does uh like uh what would you say like what does like that community? mean to you like because i look at philly as such a you know like very islamic you know what i'm saying it's very islamic based which i mm-hmm. love and i just love like the camaraderie like uh even like the historic history of um what's the sister name that was a part of the black arts movement um oh Sonia uh, sanchez uh, Sonia sanchez lived in mm-hmm. philly you know what i mean a friend of mine used to live down the street from her and he mm-hmm. said he used to like walk down the street and see her sitting on her porch and they would just chop it up mm-hmm. for like hours. Like just the history that's in that's there in Philly. Like, can you speak to like the intellectual, like many like the the like even Mumia uh Mumia uh uh sorry, I can't. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And the book that he wrote with uh with Mark Lamont Hill, The Classroom mm-hmm. and the Cell, you know what I mean? Just the intellectual production of of philly and what that means you know what i'm yeah. saying like can you can you speak to that if my question makes sense i'm sorry no absolutely um i think that uh so philadelphia uh obviously like a, a majority black town even if we not you know demographically the majority which i think we are but um culturally Philadelphia is a very black town. Um, And, you know, thinking about uh, that legacy of like black radical politics, Islam, you know what I mean? Um, Philly, Malcolm X, you know, was sent here by the nation Mm -hmm. of Islam to like establish and shore up, you know, temples. He built a a temple here that's in uh, West Philly, if I'm not mistaken. He lived in North Philly. You know what I mean? Um, I believe... um, uh, sister named Queen Mother Audley Moore, uh, who was one of Malcolm's mentors. Mm-hmm. I think she lived here too. If somebody uh, knows better, you know, uh, forgive me for misspeaking uh, and correct me. But um, I believe Queen Mother Audley Moore lived here. She was one of Malcolm's teachers. You okay. know what I'm saying? Um, it's just yeah, it's a it's a deep history. You know, Philly also you know, had like the black mafia, which was heavily Muslim. A lot of those guys were uh, nation of Islam, but then they converted to Sunni Muslims. So you have Orthodox. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have a lot of, a lot of black Philadelphia 
uh, that's heavily Muslim and it, it influences the culture. Malik B, you know, as we mentioned yeah. earlier, was Muslim. Malik, uh, he went to the same masjid uh, as my uncle, Mubarak. You know what mm. I mean? It's a masjid uh, not far from my mom's crib. You know what I mean? You would see him on Friday, garbed up, you know what I mean? Going to the masjid. So Philly is very much, you know, an Islamic town. Philly, Philly is unique because uh, Black Philly and White Philly uh, are very different, okay. but yeah. also intersect in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We we all fuck with hip hop. We all love the roots. We all eat cheesesteaks and shit, even though we eat different <laughs> kinds of cheesesteaks. You know what I mean? We all root for the Sixers. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 a really diverse town and mm-hmm. that history that you're speaking of, like specifically like the black political history mm-hmm. is so deep. Um, Mumia uh, is, is somebody who, you know, came out of the black Panther movement, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Which was, was heavy here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the police here were, were on their backs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Trying to, uh, Cause they knew that the Panthers had like the ear of the community, you know what I mean? So that the police, the police did, you know, barbaric shit to the Panthers. You know what I mean? There's a famous picture where uh, the former police chief, he ended up, you know, white folks ended up voting him in as mayor, uh, Frank Rizzo, a brutal, you know, racist and, and, and a fascist. He raided uh, or led a raid on the Black Panthers uh, headquarters. And there's a very famous picture where they stripped the Panthers naked in the oh, street. Yeah, I remember that. I and remember had, that. The, you know, yeah. had the guns on them and shit. So, yeah. you know, it's been um, a long history and a long uh, political struggle as well. And, it, and in a lot of ways, it um, is very connected to the music. You know what I'm saying? That that comes out of out of Philadelphia. You look at even, you know, you look at somebody like Beanie Siegel. Beanie Siegel's a Muslim. You know what I mean? Freeway. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, folks, you have a lot of folks who, uh, you know, are my age. Their parents were associated with, you know, like the quote unquote, like black uh, mafia. You know what I mean? And, and everybody got, you know, uh, family members who you know, were maybe affiliated with that or, you know, were affiliated with Gambling Huff and Philadelphia International. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That that whole mm-hmm. uh, culture that came out of the 60s and flourished, you know, in the 70s, yeah. that stuff's in, you know, our cultural DNA still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, powerful. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I got yeah. one last question about mm-hmm. the performing arts school that produced, like, Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Reese, I think she went there, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. And I just wonder, like, did did is it did Questlove go there and Black Thought? Did they yeah. go to that performance? Yeah, uh, Kappa, uh, Questlove, Black Thought, uh, a lot of jazz musicians went mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, yeah. Emil Larue from the group, Groove yes, Theory that's yes, Emil yeah, went there, yes, yes, you yes, know. Yes, yes, um, yes. that's crazy because uh, we just moved uh, last spring. Uh, but at our last house, I was like right up the street from Kappa. Okay. And I'd, I'd never lived, it's in South Philly. I'd never lived in South Philly before. And my lady was like, I was like, yo, is that Kappa? She's like, yeah, it's Kappa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how long have you lived in this city? You know what I mean? But right. yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's like a crazy uh, 
history and a lot of prominent folks that have come out of that school too. Yeah. Wow. That Philly just dope, bro. I could go all yeah. day, but I'm going yeah. to leave it there. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. There. I got so many. That Philly is a dope city, man. That's like one yeah, of my man. favorite, one of my favorite places to go, man. Yeah, I love it, and we and we show love to folks that's not from here. Yeah, and all day. You know what I'm saying we show all love day. all yeah. day. Cause I remember the first time I went. That's a quick story. I remember the first time I went. We were staying at Center City, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you know, listening to the roots and everything. I'm like, man, I want to go to West Philly, man. I don't want to do what the tourists. I don't want to run up the stairs. Like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Y'all can do that. My mom. I went with my mother. Like, y'all can do that. I'm trying to see what what West Philly at, and I just mm-hmm. wind up sneaking away from my people. Got on the train. I asked somebody, like, how you go to West Philly? They're like, man, you go blah, 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 blah. I uh-huh. met some people, man. Just start, And they just showed me love, bro. Like, yeah. dropped me back off at the hotel. Mm. Everything, bro. I was like, man, Philly just, yeah. it's love, bro. I yeah, love dope. that city, man. It's dope. It's dope people there. Amazing people there, bro. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a dope city, bro. Incredible music has come out of there. We're going to celebrate some of that music. Uh, before Let's we go. do Profound, anything else you want to ask about? No, no, no. Oh, no. Nope, no, I'm good, man. I gotta get to Philly, though. I know oh, that. Yeah. I ain't never oh, been. Oh, you never been, bro? Never, oh, nah, man, I've never been. Nah, you would like man, it, man. One thing, I, I remember me... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pro. Go. go ahead. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm an MC that ain't been to Philly, man. Like, man. man <laughs> I remember me and Rich, I had a show in New York, and Rich came with me. Filthy Rich. Man. And he knew Rich Medina. And Rich Medina mm. had a party where he played all Fela, bro. That uh-huh. was like the mm. best party I ever. We danced all night. All yeah. he played was Fela, dog. Rich, <laughs> dog, I'll say so this, dope, bro. <laughs> I don't know Rich. Uh, I've seen Rich spin here a lot. Rich is a wizard, man. Mm, we man. used to go what? when uh, you remember Bobito had the store in New York, uh, Footwork. Okay. No, I didn't know he had a store, bro. Okay. Yeah, he, he used to have a store called Footwork. Um, <laughs> so in like, I think it was like the late 90s, maybe the early 2000s, they opened Footwork Illadelph. And okay. Rich Rich ran it. And, you know, we'd go in there and like get our records and shit. You know what I mean? Go and buy like little tapes and stuff. And yeah. after hours, they would have battles. And they would have like functions and shows and people would perform. And Rich, man, he used to just like tear it down, like just on the decks, you know what I mean? Like playing like, (laughs) you know, I I remember um, I rolled up on him and I'm like 18, 19 or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, yo, man, can you play Saphir Smart Bomb? He's like, all right, I got you. And I'm thinking like, man, he ain't going to play it. East Coast people don't even know about Saphir. Man, uh, maybe ten minutes later, I hear that <laughs> that beat come on, and he playing Saphir. You know what I mean? Stuff. Wow. Oh snap! Hey, Saphir is dope. <laughs> Saphir is too go? dope. He's right oh, back. There we go. go. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I dropped okay. out. Yeah. Shit that okay. you don't even that you yeah. don't even hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, Rich, Rich is a beast. I remember. Um, Years later, uh, I was probably like 24 or 25, and they had a party on the steps, the Rocky Rocky Steps, okay, the Art okay, Museum okay. steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, uh, some folks that I knew that was going to be there. So we went, and Rich was just DJing on the steps of the Art Museum, and the music that wow. he was playing, man, 
it was so beautiful. He was playing like some of that Fela. He was playing. Yeah. Um, I remember he played Steely Dan. You know what I'm saying? And it was just gorgeous. And it was a similar thing to what you experienced. We just danced all night. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yes, yeah, uh, that's another part of uh, the Philly thing. Is like the DJ culture is yes. is unparalleled. I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And Rich Rich Medina, he's 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 Philly, right? Philly native, right? He's Rich I Medina? think he's from Jersey. Okay. Forgive me if I'm mistaken, okay, but he. Okay. He he honorary Philly. If he yeah, if he wasn't right. born here, he honorary <laughs> right. Philly. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, well, speaking of Philly, I wanted to end the show uh, celebrating um, the catalog, the Roots catalog, uh, mm-hmm. being that you've written about it, ex- you know, about the Roots extensively. I wanted to do some. In my personal opinion, I feel like the Roots have not put out a bad album. I mm-hmm. think they put out dope albums, classic albums, and masterpieces. Yeah. So. I want to see what you think, so I'm, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna do a little speed round here. I'm gonna show you show you each album and mm-hmm. ask you what you think. Is it a dope album, a classic, or a masterpiece? Yeah. Okay. Do you need to find another word if it's not dope? Because I, I think they're all dope, but maybe you yeah, don't. Yeah. So, all right. So we'll we'll start at the beginning here. First one is Organics by The Roots. Organics, I have to say, is a classic. Um, I remember you couldn't really find it uh in like tower records or whatever mm-hmm. in the same spot that i mentioned earlier that i bought fun crusher uh from a store called armands i remember they had a european import of organics on like a double mm-hmm. vinyl and i bought it and i was you know like a teenager or whatever and yeah it just um philly it's, it's crazy because um organics if you listen to that record it very much feels like early nineties Philly. Mm. And then they made a, a crazy leap, you know, with Do You Want More and mm-hmm. and Illadel. But that that record very much reminds me of what uh the city felt like when I was a preteen. Mm. Okay, okay. Dope, dope. All right. So one for classic. Next one. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Yeah. Absolute right. masterpiece. Definitely. Do you want dope. more? Um doesn't sound like anything else you know what i mean all the little like trippy inside my head it's to see like the little like right. when they uh you hear like the little like telephone voice that they use and the little like weird uh echoes and delays that they put yeah. on the voices mm-hmm. that that record uh has colors on it that that don't really exist in in any other music so yeah that's yeah. that's definitely a masterpiece all right it's a lazy it's just perfect half-life another masterpiece, masterpiece yes. very much uh the sound of my childhood yeah. or, or my my teenage years i would yeah. say very much like that whole uh, like like clones. Well, first of all, let's talk about these ill places and fire ass friends that now cause vapors. That whole like run up on you and battle you energy yeah. is the energy of my teenage years. That shit. That's that's how that shit felt. I remember getting the CD uh, in high school, and I couldn't wait to go home after school mm-hmm. just to listen to it again. Yeah. All right. I think. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was just say I just sat and looked at the CD cover for hours. Yeah, like, yeah. I wonder what block they on. Like, right, right. Is that 
is that North Philly? Is that South Philly? Is that what you said? Right. Like that cover is just cold, bro. And the liner mm-hmm. notes, love their liner yeah, notes. Yeah, that joint mine. Quest is a bro. yeah. He's yeah. he's he's a master with liner notes. Yeah, he is. Yeah, for real. All right. Next, we got things fall apart. Things fall apart. Another one. It's crazy because like uh, everything you're showing me is like a different time period in my life. Uh, things fall apart. I would say is a masterpiece. Masterpiece. Um, yeah. I did not love it when it came out. Mm. Uh, when it when it came out, I remember because Philadelphia, I loved so much. Yeah, I remember being underwhelmed by uh, things fall apart, and then it was one of those records that kind of grew on me and revealed more of itself mm. as you know as I went on. And very much Beanie Siegel's on it. Yeah. Very much the sound of you know my late teens into uh my 20s yeah that was around the time when uh the black lily was popping Mm -hmm. in philly Mm -hmm. which is like a famous open mic jasmine sullivan would perform there when she was a teenager we see like jill scott you know what i'm saying my (laughs) i remember uh we used to go every tuesday and one uh tuesday i skipped it and my homies that I would, you know, ride out with, it would be like them and like uh, some girls we went to high school or that I went to high school with. My homies were a little older than me. Um, <laughs> I remember my man, he was like, yo, man, they on some bullshit at the Black Lily. And I'm like, why? He's like, yo, that booth we usually sit in, they told us we couldn't sit in there because uh, fucking Puffy was there that night. <laughs> you know what I'm wow. saying? <laughs> and they got kicked out of the booth. So, yeah, that it would or not it would, uh, things fall apart is very much uh that philly street energy mm. of the you know late 90s early 2000s uh you know with beanie siegel uh, uh major figures that energy is on it mm. but also that quote-unquote neo soul yeah. energy mm-hmm. too it's a nice combination of the two or at yeah. least that's how it feels to me yeah 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 definitely next yeah, up fr- phrenology phrenology Phrenology, I love experimental shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna say that phrenology is dope and approaching what's you know above dope. I think they they took a lot of crazy chances, and I love that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, we were talking about Electric Circus on the timeline the other mm-hmm. day, and I thought Electric Circus didn't go far enough. You know what I'm saying? When it came out, when it came out, I was like, yo, I want this shit to be more bugged out. So I, yeah. I you know, I appreciate phrenology water. I think water is on phrenology. Yeah. Yeah. Water yeah. Is yeah. To yeah. me, one of the great songs in the roots catalog. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's a, a banging fucking album. Yeah. I agreed. Rising down, rising down. Uh, also dope, good album. Uh, very dark. You know what I'm saying, mm, uh, which yeah. I I appreciate, and a lot of um, is that the the uh, Styles is on that one, right? Yeah, Styles, Styles and, and most on it. Yeah, yeah, you um, kind of get the feeling. So when Phrenology uh came out, the the story is a lot of those songs were supposed to be from Black Thought's solo album, right. uh, so, Masterpiece Theater. So they scrapped a lot of that stuff. There's a single I, I got it in here somewhere. Um, hardware that was produced by uh, the yeah. Japanese DJ producer DJ Crush. So they they got rid of that. Uh, what well, they, they put that out, uh, and then a lot of those songs ended up on Phrenology. So that to me 
phrenology into rising down is the beginning of uh black thought really asserting himself as a like i'll cut your fucking head off <laughs> and see yeah within the roots universe very yeah. much uh in you know organics uh 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 do you want more those records? He's very much an instrument in the band. Yeah. Around here, he's like, no, I'm a fucking killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I it's that. yeah, it's a dope record. It ain't my favorite one in their catalog, but you know, there's most people don't make a record that good. Right, right. We're going going out of order a little bit with some of these, but uh next one, and I can't find the cover of this one. <laughs> Darn shame. Uh game theory. Game theory, low key a masterpiece. Mm, I it's, feel that. it's better than anything else that they made in the 2000s mm. I would say that um, there's a song on there uh, baby baby it's like uh, one of the strangest and best root songs mm. you know what I'm saying like, it, like a sleeper in yeah. their catalog so yeah, yeah I would definitely Game Theory is one of my favorites and I loved it when it came out Right, same, same. All right, tipping point. Tipping point. Uh a dope record. Um Be Cool is also one of my mm. favorite favorite yes. root songs. Um with the the, the uh Al Hurt sample Al, that Daylight yep. used. Say, yep, ego trip. So, yeah, I love that joint. Yeah. It's a it's All a right. yeah, it's a dope record. Dude, I, I would say I would say that their their catalog's so dope that this is my least favorite, I think, from them. And I still mm. think it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And I still enjoy it. All right. How I got over. Surprisingly good to me. Mm. I had no I love the roots, but you know, they've been around a million fucking years. I had no expectations <laughs> when that record came out. That record is ill. And the year it came out, I think the year it came out, uh twenty ten, I went to the Roots picnic mm. and my homeboy was uh, a runner for Live Nation. So he hooked me and my date up with like the all access, you know what I mean? So we like backstage and shit. I'm like, hey, it's Fab Five Freddy, dapping up Fab Five Freddy and wow. shit. We just, you know, we in the mix. And they performed a lot of stuff from that record. They backed up uh, Meth, was it Meth, Ghost, and Ray, I think? Whoa. They were their band. And um, we're standing on the stage. I'm like, I could have, I could have taken like a paper airplane and threw it at somebody. Wow. We're that close on the stage. Fucking Jazzy oh, Jeff oh. is next to me. I'm like smoking an L and shit, and like <laughs> Jazzy wow. Jeff is standing there. So that record, uh, I think of that performance, yeah. and it's I like the record a lot when it came out. I think seeing them perform that close right there and do yeah. a lot of songs from that era uh kind of like made me love it even more yeah wow. that's the one thing i love about this album is like i've noticed a lot of younger cats or cats just got into hip-hop a little bit later on they oftentimes will say this is their favorite roots album which mm -hmm. i think is really dope super yeah. dope all right a couple more undone 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 uh, is a dope, ambitious album. Mm. I don't love Undone. Yeah, is Undone and the next one that you' about to pull up are definitely at the bottom of their catalog as far as like joints that I like. And then you shoot your cousin. 
probably my least favorite Roots record. Really? Yeah. And what's crazy about it is that um, it's so ambitious. It's it's a concept album. And I love music that's like, you know, uh, that that is uh, composed in suites. So mm-hmm. how, you know, um, you would hear like a Frank Zappa record like Peaches and Regalia where like, you know, you have all these different like movements within one piece of music. I yeah. love shit like that. And that a lot of that is happening on uh, and then you shoot your cousin. But it's like it's so sad and like yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. I don't know if I'm going to revisit it. I don't yeah. know if, uh, you know, it didn't hit me in the right place, you know, in my life. But that shit is like it's like dark and it's it feels heavy for me. So it's it's yeah. my least favorite one to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know why undone. I like undone, but like you, like I didn't love it. But yeah. this album, I really like this album. It's super mm. short, which I think it kind of like ushered in a, like a, a return to like really short music, you know, short albums. Yeah, um, yeah. People know. on that wave now, just like yeah, short yeah. and sweet, short and sweet. All right. Uh, one one last one, uh, not a Roots album, but want to end with this one we talked about a few times, and um, it's one of my favorites that needs to get Say talked it. about more and more and more. Collage by yes, I knew it, brother. I knew it, brother. Yes, Bahamadia, yo. Um, that record. So okay, so before that record came out, uh, Bahamadia had a song called Funk Vibe, right? Mm. And it was produced by uh, DJ Ran, who was uh, he had a show on uh, the radio. It was a late night mix show called Radioactive, and they would play all of the like underground shit. You know, people like the Roots and you know Ruggedness and Mad Drama, One Hundred X, all of the like Philly, Philly like '90s groups would come and uh, you know like freestyle on the air or whatever, and they would play that stuff. And DJ Ran, he produced Funk Vibe, and mm-hmm. he would play it on the air. And I remember uh, the joint comes on, and she's like, uh, coming in with the rhyme to set it off with dope sauce, looking at the front door, main source, who be supreme like Diana to the Ross, and the something, the something that got the jumping like crisscross. MCs, they must be off of their rocker, thinking they can stop the man. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> No idea because I'm assuming West Philly, Philly's kind of like that, like, um, or it used to be, you know, but it, it still is today, even with like the young cats, you pop in your neighborhood and then the rest of the city starts to hear about you. So mm. I'm sure West Philly people knew her. I ain't know who the fuck that was. And that Whoa. funk vibe record blew me away. And then when uh collage came out, it's it's really uh one of my favorite rap records. Of all time, like like mm. from from that well, era, but also yeah. of yeah. all time, man. She's an impeccable uh, writer. Yeah. The production is crazy because, like, yeah. you know, people rightfully talk about Illmatic and like the production lineup that was on Illmatic. But man, she had Premiere, Guru, yeah. Yeah. Beat Miners. Yeah. She the the line the producer lineup for Collage is nothing to. Uh, you know, sneeze at, and like my man Steve just said, Bahamadia also had her own radio show in yeah, Philly called wow. Bahamadia's B Sides, which wow. was even deeper underground as far as the music they played. That's it was deeper underground than even Radioactive was. That's wow. where they would play 
like Company Flow, uh, all of the raucous stuff that was coming out. Sir Menelek, we we was hearing <laughs> on a Friday night on on a uh, a strong FM signal. Sir mm. Menelek and Company Flow mm. and all of this yeah. like underground, underground shit, and, and heads would come up to the station. Bahamadia would freestyle with him. Rich Medina wow. uh, with DJ on the air. You know, yeah. Rich Medina would spin uh, a cat named Groove the Most, who Groove was Will Smith's original DJ okay. back in the day. He was Bahamadia's DJ on her wow. radio show. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So Bahamadia's like if if they giving out keys to the city, she ought to get she one. You know what one. I mean? Because yeah, she really, she really, um, you know, pushed a lot of boundaries. And Philly, I gotta say this, Philly has always produced a lot of ill women MCs, right? The in nineteen seventy nine, uh, Lady Shorty B, <laughs> Lady B put out uh, what was probably the first hit Philly rap record, a record called To the Beat Y'all. Uh, Malika Love, uh, Mac Money, Yvette wow. Money, you know, my brother's crew, uh, the Devastating Four, even wow. now with like Tierra Whack, you know what I mean? You know, Bahamadia, Philly has always produced, I'm forgetting a, a ton of people, Lean Bean. Philly has always produced elite level women MCs mm. that are like mm. cut your fucking head off, and yeah. Bahamadia is the the right top there. of the top. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one more thing. Yeah. It's, bu- it's can... bugged out because um, Bahamadia, man, when you if I had a time machine, Bahamadia did a show in Philly with Company Flow, circa. Mm. 97 or whatever and i remember her talking about it on the radio like yeah i'm gonna be at whatever club and and company flows performing and i was like yo i'm gonna go to that and the night it happened i ended up going to do some other shit and missed it and then company flow broke up and i was was like damn so i never i never got to see co-flow live you know what i mean when i could have seen them with bahamadia do you know if this if the, have you written on this album? I I don't think I've ever written anything about collage. I definitely should. Because I yeah. I know there's like podcasts Somebody's and stuff there. where like they'll take an album and they'll break it down and talk about it. I'm not sure if any anything's ever been done on this album. Yeah. I think if not if, if I'm correct, we need to change that this because this because it flies under the radar. Like yeah. her and Lauren Hill, I don't say they female MCs. They're MCs, yeah. bro. Like no I will put them up against anybody. anybody. I don't care male, female, alien. I don't care what you is, bro. Like yeah. they just, I just see them as MCs, and I st- I go back to that collage album a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I this album, that album a lot. This came out in the era where if you had interludes on your album, they had to be as good or better than mm-hmm. the beats yeah. on your normal songs. Well, interlude the interludes beat. on here. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. There's a record on there, uh, uh, Spontaneity. That sample is a Philly record. It's okay. A, uh, it's a jazz that. band called Catalyst. Okay. That uh, you know, they're in Philly. One of the one the uh, the saxophone player Odin Pope, I think, lives not far uh from my mom's crib. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Oh. 
Man, yeah. one of the illest posse or crew cuts, man. Three the hard way. Three the hard way. You for close one of the ones you forget back when your ears was wet. Uh-huh. Man, I need a mic check. Mm-hmm. Man, she's so cold. Smoke man. that like, shit. Man, so, is she so, from so Philly? Dope. Is mm-hmm. she from Philly? The one all of them are from so Philly. Cold, uh, like when, that's sis, the man. What does she say? Uh Something in the spirits lead the waters like the ones that Moses parted. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> that was another Ooh. one they used to play a lot uh, on Radioactive, and just hearing that on a Friday night, and the yeah. DJ like cutting it up, and then we're gonna rock this motherfucker like three the whole like thing. It's blasting over the airwaves. That's wow. man. I'm not a nostalgic person too much, or I try not to be. That was a beautiful era. That was yeah, a beautiful man. era in our city. Yes, indeed. Yes, no doubt. Indeed. No doubt. Well, listen, John, uh, the way we like to end our shows, because it's hip-hop shows with shout-outs. Uh, so we'll go around uh, the room giving shout-outs, and then uh, uh, we'll, we'll pass it to you for the final words and the final shout-out. Yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, Profound, who you want to shout-out to, my man? Man, shout-out, Brother John Morrison, man, because, uh, uh, man, you got me like wanting. I got a notepad out, man. I got some homework to do and everything, man. <laughs> Shout out to this brother, man. To the Boom Bap crew, of course. Io, Till, you, Big Stowe, Bo, Joe November. You know how we get down. Y'all get that book out there if y'all ain't got it, and get all three actually. And we got the new one coming up. And uh, man, you know, and you know that's how we do it, man. Shout out to peace and love, man. Shout out to Philly, man, for sure. Yeah, man. Shout out mm-hmm. to Philly, man. Everybody back home in Chicago, you know how we do it. No doubt. Thank you, profound. Io Moss, who you want to shout out tonight? Man, yo, shout out to Boom Bat Chat Brothers. You know, you pro Bo, Stowe, Joe. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Shout out, um, my brother John Morrison stopping through, man. Much history. You like a walking encyclopedia. Just so glad <laughs> to have you, you here, man. Thank you for taking the time um, mm-hmm. to like be with us, man. Shout out Philly, you know. Shout out the crib, Chicago. You know, what I'm saying. Shout out, man. Rest in power to Malik B. Much love to Bahamadia, Black Thought, Amir. Everybody come out of Philly, man. The music and the history um, of Philly, Philadelphia, is definitely a huge part of my development as an mm-hmm. artist and as an intellect. So. Much respect, man. Much yeah. respect. And I'm Thank out, you, man. man, with that. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, I want to echo Ion Moss. Shout out this man right here, Malik B. Yes. <laughs> oh, <Stretching>. man. <laughs> That's the Mr. Green joint? That's the Mr. Green joint. I really oh, like this man. album. Yeah. Shout out Malik B um, and the Roots. And yeah, no doubt, uh, Philadelphia. Shout out Steve Clark. Uh, appreciate you tuning in tonight. And uh, I always get some good stuff from all your posts, so I appreciate you. I know, uh, and shout out. Oh, go I, ahead, go ahead, John. I know Steve since we was in the eighth grade. I remember uh, he had the Death of Superman comic book. And Yo, Cass was buzzing <laughs> when when uh, my man uh, what was his name? Uh, I can't think of uh, my man name that killed uh, Doomsday. Is when Doomsday mm. killed Superman. I remember kids in school was like, "Yo, dude, Superman dead. Yo, Superman died." I'm like, "No fucking way, Superman died." It's <laughs> like, "Yo, this kid Steve got the comic." And I remember I was like, "Who is this kid? Let me see this shit." I was like, "Yo, my man, you got a comic book with Superman dying?" He's like, "Yeah, yo, he showed me this shit." This was we was in eighth grade. 
he he disputes that. He says we met later, but I remember some <laughs> shit. And yeah, Steve, Steve is my man, 50 grand. Absolutely. Right, <laughs> right on. Right on. Big shout up out, Steve, bro. Yeah, shout out Steve for sure. Uh, also, shout out to Profound, uh, his new album, Distant Gratification, yes. coming out May 27th, along with our Native Tongues boop, review boop, book. Boop, boop. And right. the first single uh, video. Is coming out tomorrow at noon. So we have to look at our Facebook page for the video. Uh, it'll drop on YouTube as well soon. So shout out to you, Profound. And finally, obviously, shout out to John Morrison. Man, really appreciate you taking some time to be here and appreciate what you do. Um, yes. You know, I follow you and have been inspired by you uh, for several years now. And I just uh, appreciate your depth of knowledge on music and how much you, you know, just take the craft and, you know, you just do such a good job of, you know, curating it and loving it and caring for it. And I just appreciate that about you. So thank you for that. And, and thank you for sharing some of yourself with us tonight. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just, uh, you know, shout out to y'all. Shout out to the whole Boom Bap crew. You know, uh, shout out to my fiance, Melissa. Woo! Shout out to my mom. Rest in peace. Shout out to my pops. Shout out to my man, Steve. Shout out my man, Just. Nope. Our whole crew, our whole high school crew, still healthy, still <laughs> hang out together. Uh, shout out my man Kiko Vega. Shout out my man Just. I think I just said Just. Uh, shout out all my cousins. Rest in peace to my grandma who just passed. You man. know, shout out to the whole Philly. Rest in peace, Malik B. Uh, yes. Shout out to you know all of the ancestors that came before us. You know what yeah. I mean? That that uh, laid the groundwork for us to do this. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Shout out to my family, shout out to my friends, shout out to future family and my future friends. Yes. And you know, just just like peace and love. You know what I mean? Peace and love. And on that peace. note, we say peace. Peace, 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 peace. peace, peace. peace, peace.